One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f? Are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 upfront for 3 months plus taxes and fees, promo rate for new customers for a limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We're going to have our rapid review dropping a little bit later this morning. Uh, but as I always do, I'm bloke in a bar doing a stats deep dive today. Uh, we're now at the end of round eight, so we've seen two months of Rugby League. It's a pretty good sample size of where your team is at. Now, all of you, you follow your team a lot closer than what I do, so there will be a couple of performances. For example, uh, the New Zealand Warriors, they conceded 70 points last week, so a little bit out of character there, a bit of an outlier. Uh, I look at the West Tigers. They're obviously a very different team now to what they were three weeks ago. Uh, I remember thinking three weeks ago, I don't know if they're going to win a game in the next 10 weeks. All of a sudden, um, they're beating top four teams and got unlucky against the St. George Illawarra Dragons yesterday, I thought, really hung in that contest. Not enough to get it done, though, but... As I said, a lot of things that I look at your team, and you guys probably watch your team closer than mine because I'm watching 15 other teams pretty closely. So keep all that stuff in mind when I'm going through these numbers. But I just want to give you an idea of where your team is at compared to how they went last year. Um, and you got to remember last year, obviously, with the uh, with the change in rules and coaches taking longer to adapt, et cetera, et cetera, we did see a lot more points that were being scored. And it's really evident uh, in the stats that I'm about to share with you. Uh, so what I've done is I've gone through 2021 and I've worked out how many points each team averaged per game last season, the regular season, and then I've done how many points on average they were conceding. I've now lined that up with how many points on average each team is scoring so far in 2022 and how many points they are conceding to give us a differential of how much they've improved in attack or gone backwards in attack, same in defense, and then an overall how many points your like how many points your team has improved so it's not how many more points they're scoring but it's how many points they've improved so if they're if they're conceding less points if they're conceding three less points and they're scoring more four, four points a game all of a sudden they're seven points better than what they were last year. So something to consider, just the numbers that I give you, it doesn't mean they're scoring less points than that because some teams, they might be conceding less, but they're scoring heaps more and it it changes a lot. So you have to stay tuned for each team. I'm going to go in alphabetical order, but I'll tell you what, I'm going to start from the bottom. I feel like the Tigers, the Roosters, Dragons always get left to the end. So I'm going to start from the bottom. Now the West Tigers last year in 2021, they were scoring uh, 21 points per game. That's down to 12 at the moment. So they're scoring nine less points per game 
at the moment, which is very disappointing. As I did say, though, they are a different team since Jacko has walked in there. That takes the, with Hastings in the last three games. I left out the first two because he was getting used to the new system and everything. By the time he played three weeks ago, he had a few weeks to get used to this team, and he really did control it. He was in the seven jersey since then. Uh, so, there are, so they're scoring 12 at the moment for the whole season. With Jacko, it gets up to about 17. So it does improve by about five points or so. It's their defense that I want you to take note of, though. Last year, the West Tigers, they considered 30 points on average every single game. This year, they're only conceding 20, yeah? So they've improved their defense by 10 points at the moment. Now, their attack is down by nine points. Their defense is up by 10. Uh, So at the moment, the Tigers are about a one-point better team than what they were last year. But when you take into consideration the last three games, and if you just take that sample size of Jackson Hastings controlling this team, which he will be for the rest of the season, they actually go to about a plus eight uh, sort of team, which... Compared to all the others, there is one huge outlier that we'll talk about them soon. But the Tigers over the last three weeks, small sample size, and it's probably not fair to do that, but I think they are the exception because they do look so different from Hastings. They've gone from looking like a definite wooden spoon team, so potentially a top eight team over the last three weeks. So it is worth noting that there is a big difference with Jacko in there, and it does show in the stats. And now it's not going to be the last time that we talk about a ball player that's walked into a team and has really changed things. And look, their attack is down, even with Hastings, no doubt about that. But his kicking game and his control, that helps you in in defense because it creates it creates a, a win for your team in field position. I think you've seen that uh, in the West Tigers game. So... At the moment, for the whole season, the West Tigers, they are a one-point better team than what they were last year. That is coming off the back of their defense, which has improved by 10 points, which is a sensational thing. Over the last three weeks with Hastings, they become like a plus-eight team compared to last year. So very, very good. With Hastings, they're eight points better than what they were last year. But we'll see how that plays out over the next few weeks because it is a small sample size. The Sydney Roosters. Now, the Chooks, last year, on average, they scored 26 points. This year, they're only scoring 18. So their attack is definitely down, and I think you can see that on the eye test with just how clunky they are at the moment. They've obviously got Kiri, who has returned. You've got Sammy Walker, second year. Teddy, who's gone from playing fullback and 5'8", to now just being fullback. Sam Walker and Kiri, they're taking time to gel. They've had different hookers every game. Radley's been in and out. There's a lot of reasons why they're not gelling at the moment. Uh, it is going to take time, but at the moment, uh, considering how far off the mark they are in attack, you know, to be scoring eight less, that that is a lot on average, don't get me wrong, but I probably thought it would be a little bit worse. In defense, though, they've actually improved. So last year, in 2021, their defense, 20 points per game. They're conceding 20 points per game. This year, they're only conceding 16, and that is something that would keep Robbo uh, very, very positive at the moment. So you take that into consideration. The Roosters, uh, they're scoring eight less points, but they're defending four more points than what they were last year. So they end up being a minus four four points. They're they're, they're four points less uh, than what they were last year as as a whole team. So not a bad result to seeing that they haven't clicked and everything like that. So I think the Roosters, as much as they they aren't where they need to be, it's not catastrophic. On average, they're a four-point less team than what they were last year. So um, yeah, I I think the Roosters, it is going to click eventually. I think their middles are going to get better as the season goes on. But considering how poor they are on the eye test, the stats really aren't that bad. And it's the defense that will matter for Robbo. For them to improve their defense this year, very good to see. Now, you will start to notice a trend. There are a lot of teams that have improved their defense this year because there were so many points being scored last year. Uh, The Roosters, they've improved it by four points. 
defense, which compared to all the other sides is pretty good considering they were only conceding 20 last year, which is pretty damn impressive. Moving to the Dragons now. Now, last year in attack, they scored 20 points on average per game. This year, they're scoring 16. So they're scoring four less points on average per game this year than what they were last year. In defense, though, they've done the opposite. Last year, they were conceding around 26 points per game. This year, they're only conceding 22. So the Dragons, they are... They're scoring four less points than what they were last year, uh, but they're saving four less points as well in defense. So they break even. Now, they're the only team to break even overall in the entire competition. A couple of teams, their defense is exactly the same as it was last year, but the Dragons, they're the only team to break even. Now, when you consider the rule changes and everything, uh, I mean, you'll probably take uh, breaking even there, especially where they were last year. So the Dragons heading in the right direction. Um, Their attack, a little bit off, but they have, you know, they have got these young guys. I've had a couple of changes with them by coming in and Jack Bird and these sort of guys. It's their defense that I think considering all their changes, they'll be really happy to see that improve by a try so far this season. Uh, let's move to the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Now the Bunnies. The Bunnies last year, they were probably one of the big winners of the rule changes. Uh, they play front foot football and it really showed last year. They went all the way to the grand final. During the regular season on average, uh, they scored 32 points per game. This year so far, it's down to 23. So they're, they're scoring nine less points than what they were last year each game. Now, obviously, Adam Reynolds has left. Dane Gagai has left. That's been two spots that, whilst Ilias has improved every single week, he obviously isn't the same player as Adam Reynolds, and that's nothing against Ilias, just the reality of his situation. You've also got Dane Gagai, who's left who, who's left a massive hole at left centre, which is where they, they're scoring less points than what they were previously. I think Gagai is probably the big standout here. Reynolds is important as well, no doubt about that whatsoever, but I think that left edge, they have created created enough opportunities. They just haven't had a classy guy like Gago on the left edge to take advantage of it. You are seeing them more and more go to the right now with guys like Coleman Tungy and guys like Campbell Graham as well. So interesting times for South Sydney and their attack, scoring nine less points than what they were last year. Obviously, the other thing that comes into that is the rule changes, uh, which you know affects all teams though, realistically. But I think South Sydney, they were probably the biggest winners out of the rule changes last year, probably along with Manly, and we'll get to them soon. In defense, uh, the Bunnies have actually improved their defense by one point this year. So uh, not too bad there. Overall, um, they're, they're, they're worse off this year by eight points. But I think it is going to take time. Illis is getting better and better every week. Him and Cody are working on their combinations. They're trying to work out who's going to play left center. They can't fill the void completely of Dane Gagai, obviously. Uh, but I think Isaiah Task could be a guy that could do really, really well there. But the real changes, they have hurt South Sydney. There's no doubt about that whatsoever. So I think they're just trying to work out their new brand of football. They're not that far off, realistically. Um, I think over the next two months, you'll probably see that change a lot. But the Bunnies, they have got a little bit of work to do there. The Penrith Panthers. Now, the Penrith Panthers, they are one of three teams that have improved in both attack and defense, considering they were unbelievable last year and won the premiership for them to still improve, even though they were missing Isaiah, uh, sorry, even though they were missing Nathan Cleary, James Fisher-Harris to start the season, Brian Toto's been out, a lot of changes, rookies all through this team, the entire left edge is two rookies now, it's incredible. Last year the Panthers, their attack averaged 28 points across the season, this year they're averaging 30. Remember, they were without Nathan Cleary to start the season, pretty damn incredible. Uh, That is the second highest, we'll talk about the Melbourne Storm soon, there is unbelievable, but 30 points per game considering all their injuries and everything. They're the premiers. They should be exhausted. Every team's coming at them to test themselves. Very fucking impressive. Last year, 
And this blew me away. Last year, the Penrith Panthers had the best defense in the competition. They only conceded, on average, 12 points per game. This year, they're conceding 11. 11 points per game as it stands right now. So their defense has actually improved. They had the best defense in the competition last year, and somehow it's improved, which is incredible. They are one point better in defense. They're two points better in attack. So overall, they're a three-point better team than what they were last year. The Penrith Panthers, consider all their injuries, consider how tired they would be from going all the way to the grand final in, I would argue, the most exhausting final series of all fucking time. Had to play four games. They all went down to the wire. They were all just huge defensive efforts. Crazy. So well done to the Penrith Panthers. Those numbers are incredible. The Parramatta Eels. Now, last year, they averaged 24 points per game. This year, they averaged 27, which is really good to see. Uh, so they're, they're scoring three more points per game than what they were last year. In defense, uh, they're conceding one more point than what they were last year, which I thought would be a lot more in saying that. Um, you know, they obviously had a couple of games where they conceded a fair whack of points, uh, but they have had a few games where they really haven't conceded any. Take the Newcastle Knights, for example, last week, a big win there where the Knights only put on two points. So I think those things have sort of balanced it out, uh, but I still think Parramatta would want to be better in defense. At the moment, though, the Parramatta Eels, they are a two-point better team um, this year than what they were last year based on stats. So I still think their defense, they would want to get that down. Uh, For a top-five team, when you're coming out of the era that we saw last year, whether it was the rule changes or the coaching, whatever it was, I think they would rather have their defense in the green than in the red, realistically. They're actually the first team uh, that we've spoken about that their defense has gone backwards so far. And it's only happened uh, to three teams, which is pretty crazy. And the other two teams are really struggling. So we'll talk about them soon. Now, the North Queensland Cowboys. This is unbelievable. Last year, the Cowboys were averaging 19 points per game. This year, they're averaging 22. So they're three points better in attack than what they were last year. But this is the kicker, and this is the biggest stats take out of this entire podcast. This year, the North Queensland Cowboys... They're conceding on average 12 points per game. Last year, they were conceding on average 31. The North Queensland Cowboys, their defense on average is 19 points better per game than what it was last year, which is unbelievable. This makes the North Queensland Cowboys right now 22 points better per game on average than what they were last year, which is just crazy. And just to remind you of where the Cowboys are at. So the Cowboys, they've improved by 22 points per game across attack and defense. Um, 19 in attack and three in defense. From Sorry, um, 19 in defense and three in attack. From 15th in 2021 with seven wins from 24 games, they're currently third with five wins from eight games. So last year they had seven wins in 24 games. This year they have five wins in eight games and they are a 22 point better that they are a 22 point better team this year than what they were last year so sorry guys if i'm getting a bit muddled up with my words sometimes i've got this huge spreadsheet in front of me and it's a lot to take in but the cowboys they are the number one standout to come out of this they have their what are they they're the number one um 
most improved attacking team, which is crazy considering the rule changes and everything. Uh, the teams that are equal. So they've improved by three points in attack. Yeah, there's only five teams that have improved this year in attack. They're the Sharks, the Storm, the Cowboys, the Eels, and the Panthers. Shock me. Go and look at the NRL ladder. Who are the top five teams? The Sharks, the Storm, the Cowboys, the Eels, the Penrith Panthers. In, in, not in that order, but the three teams that have improved the most in attack are the Storm. They've improved by three points. The Cowboys by three points and Parramatta as well. So they're right up the top there. Now, granted, they'd scored the least amount of points compared to all those teams last year, but improvement is is improvement, and it's the defense that matters for me. They've gone from 31 in 2021 to just 12 in 2022 after eight weeks, which is crazy, a 22-point better team than what they were last year. Crazy. Let's move to the New Zealand Warriors. Last year, they were scoring on average 19 points. This year, they're scoring on average 17. So they've dropped two points in attack. Uh, Last year, they were conceding 26 points per game. This year, they're conceding just 25 points per game. So they've improved there. Uh, So they're they're only one point worse off overall than what they were last year. Uh, So not catastrophic for the Warriors. They'd rather be in the green. But, I mean, they're not too far in the red, really. So I think they will take that. The Warriors, obviously, they are. I can hear the Warriors fans. They would be thinking, well, hold on. We obviously had that game where we got beat by 70 by the Melbourne Storm that were incredible. And look, teams are going to have those games. If you take that out for the Warriors, the stats do change a lot. Your defense uh, improves a lot. So plenty to take out for the Warriors there. Um, Yeah, minus one, considering you just had 70 points put on you a week ago. Pretty damn impressive. And it was great for you guys to bounce back and have a win anyway. So pretty good all round for the Warriors. Let's move to the Newcastle Knights, who started the season red hot. Uh, they've come crashing back down to reality, though. Uh, they were 2-0. and They're now 2-6 and after getting absolutely slapped by the Melbourne Storm yesterday in a very disappointing performance. Last year, the Newcastle Knights, they averaged 18 points. This year, they're averaging 12, uh, which is disappointing. So they've dropped six-odd points in attack. Last year, they were conceding on average 24 points. This year, they're conceding on average 26 points. So they're conceding two more points than what they were last year. Uh, so that actually makes them worse off this year by eight points compared to last year. So last year, they were an eight-point better team than what they are right now, which is very disappointing for the Newcastle Knights, who we thought after round two, they were going to be the most improved team in this competition by a long way. Hopefully, they can turn that around very quickly. Uh, for the Melbourne Storm, unbelievable. Last year, they were scoring 34 points per game. So they were actually slightly better than South Sydney, 34 points per game. They were better than Penrith as well. This year, they're scoring 37, so they've actually upped that. Now, obviously, they've put some big scores on teams over the last few weeks. Even games they've lost, like against Parramatta, they still scored big. Uh, but 37 points after... The rules have been changed and other coaches have caught up when games should be closer. 37 is just incredible. Uh, they haven't had it perfectly with injuries either. They've obviously lost Christian Welsh. Uh, you know, a couple of other guys are out here and there, Harry Grant, etc. So uh, very impressive for the Melbourne Storm. So their t- attack has improved by three points and uh, scoring 37 points per game at the moment. The next best is the Penrith Panthers at 30. So they are well and truly above everyone else as far as attacking rugby league goes at the moment. Uh, in defense, last year, they were conceding 13 points per game. They backed that up, conceding just 13 points per game at the moment as well. I think they'll actually be a little bit disappointed with that. I think they'll want to get that number down. The Penrith Panthers are going at about 11 points, which isn't much, uh, but I definitely think that it'll be a priority 
priority for Craig Bellamy. So at the moment, uh, they're actually a three-point better team this year than what they were last year after eight weeks, which is pretty crazy. But they have had a couple of blowouts, but they're the Melbourne Storm. They're going to have blowout games. That's the reality of them. Okay, the Manly Seagulls. We spoke about the North Queensland Cowboys being the most interesting one because they've improved so much. Uh, The Seagulls, some really interesting numbers here. So Manly, I would say that probably after South Sydney, uh, the team that benefited the most from the rule changes. I know Melbourne scored the most points, but I think Melbourne would have been pretty damn good no matter what rules you played with. The Manly Seagulls, I think it really allowed Tommy Turbo to take advantage last year. Uh, he was just on another planet, and I think it the rules definitely helped uh, him and his cause in the Manly Seagulls game. So last year, they were averaging 31 points per game. This year, they're averaging just 20. Now, obviously, they've had Turbo out for a couple of weeks and whatnot. I understand that, uh, but that's something that Manly fans have to take into consideration and work out what Turbo is worth. So this year, on average, they're scoring 11 less points than what they were last year. On the bright side, though, their defense is exactly the same. Last year, they were conceding 21 points per game. This year, once again, they're conceding 21 points per game. Considering they don't have their fullback, who does a lot of their communication, considering that Josh Schuster's been missing out on the left edge, their middles have swapped all season. Um, I mean, you also sort of take into consideration that uh, how badly they got beat by the Sharkies last week when Morgan Harper had a pretty poor defensive game there. Pretty good for them to come out all even for that. So at the moment, uh, their defense is, is all square, but they're attacked. They're lacking by 11 points at the moment. So at the moment, the Manly Seagulls, they are 11 points worse than what they were last season on average. Uh, but to, you put Turbo back into that side. You put Schuster back in. We already saw that their attack looks so much better with Schuster. Once you throw Turbo back in there and you get Olaquatu back in, I reckon there's a good chance that those three guys, when they're all on the field, they can probably combine to produce two tries realistically per game. So interesting to watch Manly over the next few weeks as they get all their troops back. But as it stands right now, uh, you know, regardless of all their injuries and all the things, they are an 11-point worse team uh, so far this year than they were last season in the regular season. The Gold Coast Titans last year, they were scoring 24 points per game. This year, they're only scoring 16, uh, so minus eight. So they're scoring eight less points than what they were last year. We know they're a team that likes to play a bit of tennis with you. They're happy to concede points, but they'll score more on you. Uh, it hasn't really been the case this year. Some games it has, but the last few weeks, they've sort of dropped off a little bit. Uh, the Gold Coast Titans, last year in defense, they were conceding 24 points this game. This year, last year, sorry, 24 points last year. Uh, this year, they're only conceding 23 points. So the defense has actually improved uh, by one point. Personally, I thought against uh, the Penrith Panthers on the weekend, they defended really, really well, held Penrith to uh, not too many points when you consider how well Penrith is going and whatnot. So the Gold Coast Titans, as it stands right now, they are seven points worse than at, at the moment than what they were at the end of last season on average per game. Uh, the Cronulla Sharks, another really good one to have a look at. Another one of these teams that has um, improved in attack and defense. So the Sharkies last year, they averaged 21 points per game in attack. This year, they're averaging 23. So they're scoring two more points uh, per game. I would just like you to also consider that Nico Hines has had an absolute Barry Crocker with the boot uh, to start the season as well. So that could be a little bit more, but still to go up two points when the rules get changed and moved probably away from attacking footy is incredibly impressive. Uh, from the Cronulla Sharks. In defense, um, 
unbelievable. Last year, they were conceding 23 points per game. This year, they're only conceding 16. Uh, so they've improved by seven points there. So uh, as a whole, when you take into consideration attack and defense, the Sharkies are a nine-point better side this year than what they were last year, which is incredibly impressive. Uh, let's move to the Canberra Raiders. Another disappointing one here, the Raiders last year. Their attack, which looked shithouse last year, let's be perfectly honest here, they were averaging 20 points per game this year. They're only averaging 14, so their attack is down six points. Granted, they have been without Josh Hodgson. They have been without, without their halfback. They've had to try new combinations with Schneider, Starling. We saw Frawley play a bit of hooker. We saw Adam Elliott jump in the other day. So it hasn't been ideal for them in attack, but I just think with their forward pack and with Jack White at 5'8", and guys like uh, Tomoko and guys like... Uh, Kotrick, guys like Rapana, they should be better than what they are, unfortunately, in attack. In defense, not too bad. They conceded 24 last year. This year, they're conceding 25. So they're one point worse off. Not a heap in that, realistically. Uh, but nearly every other team has approved in defense, and the Canberra Raiders have gone back a point. So not catastrophic, but definitely not ideal when you consider that just about every other team uh, has improved in defense. So overall, they are seven points worse off right now than what they were at the end of the regular season last year on average per game. So disappointing for the Canberra Raiders. Uh, there's not too many teams that have gone worse than them uh, on these numbers. Only the Manly Seagulls, who are minus 11, uh, the Newcastle Knights, who are minus 8, and the Bunnies, who are minus 8 as well. So disappointing for the Canberra Raiders in a season that looked like it had so much hope. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Canterbury Bulldogs, all right, the doggies. Now, as it stands right now, they're averaging 11 points per game, which is a little bit disappointing, but they are. They've got new combinations and everything. Last year, they averaged 14 points per game, which wasn't great, let's be honest here. You would have hoped that they would have improved on it a little bit, but they have had three halfbacks. They've made changes here and there. Um, so I am going to give the Doggies a few more weeks to see how they gel. A good win against the Chooks the other day. Their attack is starting to improve, uh, but as it stands right now, their attack is three points worse than what it was last year. On the positive side, though, Last year, they were conceding 30 points per game. This year, they're only conceding, on average, 23 points per game. So still a long way off those top teams. But, I I mean, Canterbury, to improve their defense by more than a conceded try is a bloody good effort in the first eight weeks. They've had a, tuple, a, a couple of tough games as well. So well done to Canterbury. Uh, at the moment, they are a four-point better side right now than what they were at the end of last season, on average, per game. So good signs for Canterbury. They're heading in the right direction. I think the attack will come as they start to gel more and more. I think they're getting better each week 
week. Um, I think maybe we spoke about it last week on Bloke and a Bar. I think a change at 13 uh, might see a few more points being scored. Flano and Burton starting to look better and better. Josh Adokar looking better as well, scoring two tries the other day. So I think their attack will start to turn. Regardless, though, their defense is doing enough to make them a better side than what they were last year, which is what you want to be doing. Now, the Brisbane Broncos, very, very interesting. The Broncos, very similar uh, to the Canterbury Bulldogs attack last year. They are averaging 19 points per game. This year, they're averaging 16 points per game in attack. So they've scored three less points on average per game, uh, which isn't that unusual. Teams, they want to improve, but guys, you have got to just take into consideration the rule changes and how coaches have adapt. There is only five teams that have scored more points this year on average than what they were last year. So you do need to take it into consideration. If you're within a, con- like a, tr- a converted try, I think you're probably doing okay. If you're outside of that, like the Bunnies, the Roosters, the Tigers, uh, not ideal. But Broncos, Bulldogs to be minus three. You would hope that you would get it into the green, but it's not too bad. The thing that stands out for me with the Broncos, though, um, last year they were conceding 29 points per game on average. This year they're conceding just 20. So they've improved their defense by nine points, which is massive. And this is where guys like Kurt Capewell, guys like Adam Reynolds with his kicking game and turning teams around have been really, really important. I think those more experienced guys have brought a new attitude uh, to this Broncos team and they're not getting blown out in games like they were last year. They are going to have games where they fall out of it and they're disappointing. Um, But I think as a whole, Brisbane, they've been reasonably good so far this season. So uh, to improve their defense by nine points, very good. Right now, as it stands with the Brisbane Broncos, they are a six-point better team uh, than what they were last season. So that's the direction that you want to be heading. So just to summarize a couple of key points, in attack... The most improved in attack. Okay, only five teams have improved their attack so far this season. The Cowboys, the Eels, and the Storm have improved by three points. The Panthers and Sharks have improved by two points each. All the other teams are scoring less points than what they were last year. Now, of those teams with declining attacks so far, the Manly Seagulls, they're scoring 11 less points than what they were last year. The greatest regression, but you need to keep in consideration Tommy Turbo and whatnot. Closely followed by the Bunnies, who are who are scoring nine less points than what they were last year. The Titans and the Roosters, eight. Knights and Raiders with six. Uh, only five teams are averaging more points than they did last season. These are spots one to five on the ladder. Yeah, so pretty crazy for attack. Those five teams that have scored more points than what they were last year, all Five of them are in the top five on the ladder at the moment. So they've adapted really well to the modern game. As far as defense goes, uh, the story is the North Queensland Cowboys. To improve their defense by 19 points on average per game is unbelievable. And credit to Toddy Payton. Um, I think it's also... Oh, actually, I'll, 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 I'll talk about that in a minute. I'll get back to that soon. The next best are the Broncos by nine points, the Bulldogs and the Sharks by uh, seven odds. So well done to those teams. And then let's move into, so the the only teams that are going back in defense are the Knights, the Raiders, and the Eels, both only by one or two points. Uh, But still, considering the rules and everything and that teams are scoring less points, now you would hope that your defense would improve. So for the Knights, Raiders, and Eels, very disappointing. Probably most worrying for the Eels, who would consider themselves to be in that top echelon of teams that can win this premiership. So that's something that they need to sort out very quickly because there really is no excuse for the Eels to be a worse defensive tie this year 
year than what than what they were last year. They need to improve in that. So do the Raiders and the Knights, but the Eels in particular. All right, let's have a look at some overall stats. So a couple of dot points I've got written down here. So the Cowboys have improved by 22 points per game, 19 in attack and three in defense. Sorry, 19 in defense and three in attack. From 15th in 2021 with seven wins from 24 games, they're currently third with five wins from eight games. Unbelievable. Um, the Sharks are the next best with a nine-point improvement per game as a whole. So taking into consideration attack and defense, the Cowboys, they are the most improved, closely followed by the Sharks. Uh, the Broncos and the Bulldogs have improved by six and four overall. They're the next best. Now consider... All four teams, so all four teams that I just read out, the Cowboys, the Sharks, the Broncos, the Bulldogs, they've all made big marquee signings. When I look at these four teams, I think of the marquee signings as Chad Townsend, Adam Reynolds, Nico Hines, and Burton. So all playing in the halves there. Uh, when you also consider Jackson Hastings, how much he improves their team as well, uh, I think it's worth noting just how important these halves are still in the modern game. I know we're moving towards you know fullbacks and how important they are, but halves are so important and this it's just so worth it to pay the money to get a decent half into your team because it can change so much I look at Chad mate the, the and it's not only an attack because the Cowboys in attack they really haven't improved all that much it's in defense they really have improved and I think this is where really good halfbacks get underappreciated and it's the way that Chad kicks into the corners it's the way that he finishes games it's the way that he you know he forces re- repeat sets and it just it tires the opposition out good halfbacks for opposition teams to make more tackles. And that's what Chad and Reynolds definitely do. Hines has really impressed me with his kicking game and the impact that he's had. And Burton, look, his long kicking game has been fantastic. His short kicking game has been good, but it can be hit and miss. But his long kicking game, I think with Burton, he's getting his team out of trouble a lot with just how far he can kick a ball. It just wins Canterbury the extra 5 to 10 metres, which is making a difference. They have improved since last year. Obviously, these teams... They've all made other signings that have been important for the Cowboys. Obviously, Peter Hickers walked into this side as well. He's been very good. Uh, you know, the Brisbane Broncos have got Kirk Capewell. He's been fantastic. The Sharkies, Cam McInnes, Dale Finucane, you name it. All these guys that have walked in have improved the side. Canterbury, uh, Tavita Pangai Jr., Josh Addo-Card, Naden, a few other guys. So, all of these teams have gone into the market and they've filled holes that they needed to fill. They filled roles that they need to fill as well and it, and it has improved them as as a team. They might not be exactly where they want to be, probably outside of the Cowboys and the Sharks. Brisbane and Canterbury, they've still got improvement in them, but they, the signings that they've made have moved them in the right direction. And it's no shock to me that the four teams that have improved the most have made marquee signings in their halves, even though some of them, like Burton and Reynolds, you're probably still waiting to see the absolute best out of them. Uh, the Storm and the Panthers coming off incredible seasons uh, and with injuries, they've somehow still managed to improve their attack and their de- and their defense. The Storm, to be fair, they have broken even with their defense, but I still think it's pretty damn impressive um, considering the, le- the bar that they set last year. For neither of them to get worse at all, and for both of them at worst to stay the same, but mostly get better. Um, simply incredible. Overall, Manly are currently sitting as uh, a worse team than last year by 11 points. Their defense has stayed the same, but their attack has dropped by 11 points. That is a big, big one to take out of that. So it'll be very, very interesting to see uh, the impact that Tommy Turbo has on this side when he walks in, and Josh Schuster as well. He looked really good the other night, uh, probably ca- ca- carrying a few extra kilos at the moment, Joshy Schuster, but match fitness will 
absolutely tear them off in a couple of weeks and he will be firing. But you can see the skill set he's got and you can see the faith that Manly have in Joshy Schuster and he's just going to keep on producing. Uh, so, yeah, Manly... Overall, they're the they're the team that's gone backwards the most at the moment, which is pretty crazy. It's not it's not catastrophic as far as where they're sitting on the ladder. They're sitting eighth. So Manly, if they get Tommy Turbo back and you know the rest of the crew back together, it really could be anything for them. But as it stands right now, uh, they are the team that has gone the most backwards so far in season twenty twenty two. And that is also you know it's fair to argue that that's partly because of you know they set themselves a pretty high standard last year. They had an incredibly good season under those new rules and with Turbo absolutely braining it. They are without Turbo. Uh, and they were so much better than the 10 teams below them last season, obviously. So they have come back to the pack well and truly. And they've probably digressed more than others. But I think that can change very quickly. But probably the headline of this entire podcast of all these stats is the North Queensland Cowboys. What they're doing and what Todd Payton has built up there is incredibly impressive. And he needs to get all the praise in the world for what he's done up there. Because to improve by 19 points in defense per game on average, that is unbelievable. They are a 22-point better team than what they were last year across attack and defense, which is incredible. Well done to their management for the guys they went out and got, most of in particular, um, obviously Chad Townsend, but also the faith they put in Tommy Dearden for a very long time now. And, you know, it's credit to Todd Payton as well for the tough decisions he's made with just Scott Drinkwaters, these sort of guys. He's obviously getting the very best out of those guys because they know that no one owns that jersey. They're playing for their jersey every single week. So credit to Toddy Payton. Some incredible numbers. We might go through this again in a couple of weeks and take these numbers and see where we are at the end of what will it be, round 16, sort of in the middle of origin. It'll be interesting to see where we end up at the end of the season. But hope you enjoyed hearing a statistical look into your team and where you're sitting so far this season. As I said, had a lot of numbers in front of me here at, uh, at tonight, a heap. This took hours upon hours upon hours to put it all together and get the accurate numbers and whatnot. Um, so apologies if I, if I stumbled on your team or said the wrong thing here and there, but you got an understanding for it. Teams that have improved, Broncos, Bulldogs, Sharks, Storm, Cowboys, Eels, Penrith, and the Tigers, teams that have stayed exactly the same, the St. George Illawarra Dragons, teams that have regressed a little bit, Raiders, Titans, Manly, Knights, Warriors, Bunnies, and the Sydney Roosters. Cheers, guys, for tuning in once again. Always appreciate it. We will have the rapid review uh, coming over the next couple of hours, and then we'll have all of the bloke in a bar content uh, coming tonight and tomorrow too, taking a deep dive and reviewing every single game from round eight. 